Welcome to the Shadron Berean Church podcast. This is Pastor Justin here, and I have a devotional for us this week called Sitting at His Feet. Sitting at His Feet, that is uh, Jesus' feet. Um, in his Bible study series called In the Dust of the Rabbi, uh, Ray Vanderlaan popularized uh, this idea that if a disciple wants to be a close follower of his rabbi, he needs to be close enough to get the rabbi's dust on him. He must sit in the dust of the rabbi's feet and keep up with the rabbi as he travels from town to town teaching and asking questions along the way. And we see a picture of this in the Gospels as Jesus called his disciples to literally follow in his steps to follow him around from home to home and from town to town teaching God's word. And supposedly Vanderlaan, who popularized uh, this, this idea, the dust of the rabbi, uh, he said that he heard this saying about being covered in the dust of the rabbi while enrolled at a Jewish uh, university. Uh, the saying uh, actually comes from the Mishnah, a collection of Jewish writings composed around 200 uh, A.D., so a couple of hundred years after uh, Christ, uh, 170 years or so. But um, a lot of it actually encompasses the previous 400 years, so it's hard to tell exactly when, but it does. Uh, these writings do give us insight into the religious culture during the days of Jesus. Uh, this dusty saying is found in uh, Pirkei Avot, uh, Ethics of the Fathers, a tractate containing short sayings on ethics and wisdom, and Avot 1, chapter 1, verse 4 reads, Yose ben Yoezer, a man of Zerida, that's one uh, rabbi and Yose ben Yohanan, a man of Jerusalem, another rabbi, received the oral tradition from Shimon the Righteous and Antigonus. Yose ben Yoezer used to say, Let thy house be a house of meeting for the sages, right, for the wise men, and sit in the very dust of their feet and drink in their words with thirst. Uh, you may recognize uh, in that verse there the oral tradition referred to that uh, was passed down to these couple of rabbis from Shimon the Righteous and Antigonus. Uh, the oral tradition is what we might also call the oral law, uh, like we talked about in our sermon a few weeks ago in a sermon called Come and Rest, a uh, very interesting uh sermon, kind of a unique message. If you missed that, be sure to check that out. But uh, when Jesus says, come and rest, he's talking about coming and resting from the oral traditions of these religious leaders uh, who were weighing people down. And so it refers to the this uh, these traditions. The oral tradition refers to the traditions and cultural codes passed on orally through the repetitious learning of the... Uh, oral tradition, the oral law, that uh, sometimes we call the 613 fence, 
which was also mentioned in a vote, uh, chapter 1, verse 1. They call it a fence around the Torah. Basically, for every command in the law, they would make another law or several laws to keep you from breaking the original law. And essentially, they were not keeping God's law anymore. They were just keeping the commandments and the traditions of men. Um, a sage, an older, wiser teacher of the law, uh, technically the oral law, would sit on pillows, low pillows or short chairs, uh, while disciples would sit at their feet in the dust. Uh, and, and, and you would humbly repeat and memorize their teaching and ask them questions. And so to sit at the feet of someone became an idiom for learning from a rabbi. Uh, Paul said in Acts 22 that he trained at the feet of Gamaliel. That's from Young's literal translation. He says he literally learned, I trained at the feet of Gamaliel. And however, you know, not all of these teachers were necessarily wise. We might recall Jesus rebuking the religious leaders and sages for the oral law that went beyond God's law, which ultimately led to the crucifixion of Jesus and their jealousy of him. In a vote, uh, 1 chapter 5, one verse later after our verse about sitting in the dust of the rabbi, well, the sage advises to not engage in too much conversation with women, including your wife, because then it takes away from your study of the Torah, and in the end you'll inherit Gehinnom. And Gehinnom is derived from the Hebrew Gehinnom, or Valley of Gehinnom. It was the burning refuse heap and bone pit for child sacrifices on the southern side of Jerusalem, uh, where they used to burn children in the Old Testament to uh, false gods. And Jesus used Gehenna as a reference for hell, a place of burning and torturous place and worms, that sort of thing. But um, I can't say <laughs> that my wife would say that uh, that was sage advice, right? That uh, uh, talking too much to her, I would inherit Gehenim. So uh, you might want to avoid a marriage counselor like that. So not all of this is necessarily sage advice. But in Luke 10.39, uh, Jesus was welcomed into the home of Martha, remember, who had a sister named Mary. And while Jesus was teaching, Martha was busy and distracted with all of her preparations. Uh, Martha's just busy, busy, distracted. And Martha, however, is seated, it says, at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. There she is, right at his feet. And when Martha gets up with uh, Mary's lack, gets upset with Mary's lack of assistance, she tells Jesus to make her help. Tell, tell Mary to help me. But Jesus calmly replies, Martha, Martha, you're worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen the good part or better part, which shall not be taken away from her. What a good picture sitting at the rabbi's feet. What about you? Now, does your life look more like Mary or Martha? right now? Have you chosen the good part? Are you still taking time to sit at the feet of the rabbi and learn his ways? Are you still thirsty for his teaching? Still following him closely? Still getting powdered in his dust? 
You know, in this busy, uh, distracting world with many unbiblical and temporal cultural teachings being passed around, we have to make sure that we're still sitting at his feet, still learning from him and to become like him. Jesus had a busy life too. Uh, He ministered to people from sunup to sundown on occasion. However, he always made time to spend alone with the Father. And he did that for an example for us. To do that even while we're busy, especially when we're busy. As one man said, it's okay to have a busy life. It's not okay to have a busy soul. So maybe you need to be reminded of the words of Jesus today that when we take time in his word and in prayer to just spend time with him, alone time with God, we are choosing the good part. This is Pastor Justin encouraging you to reconnect with God this summer.